When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. is being overtaken by demons, sir. They're probably wrecking the place up there. No, not that. It's something else I'm feeling. Where's Capone? I don't see him down here, sir. Shh, listen. Quiet, everyone. Spartan Green, check out what's going on up there. Keep your comm unit on. As you command, Your Majesty. Shut the secondary safe door before you open the main door. Copy that. Sir, I'm outside the throne room. There's no sign of anyone or anything. But they sure made a mess. Sir, tell Spartan Green to check the Grand Terrace. You can see half the grounds from that vantage point. Good thinking. Spartan Green, make your way to the Grand Terrace and report what you see. Sir, I'm entering the terrace. I'm looking down at the grounds and surrounding gardens. Do you see Lord Capone? Creatures or anything? Negative. Nothing on the ground. But, sir, there's something in the sky. Please clarify, Spartan Green. What do you see in the sky? Sir, I think I see angels swirling around a bright light. Angels? Did, did you say angels? Confirm, Spartan Green. Your Majesty, I'm sorry, but I can't describe the immaculate beauty of what I'm witnessing in the sky above the castle. I think you should come up here and see for yourself. Sir, I'd advise against that. 
Let me go and see. There's still potential danger. No, I won't continue to hide like a coward in the basement. Remain in your position, Spartan Green. Peter, you and Spartan Edwards come with me. Sir, it's eerily quiet up here. Where did all those monsters go? It's like they just disappeared. More importantly, where's Spartan Green? It's like she turned her comms off. Spartan Green, what is your location? Spartan Green, I repeat, what is your location? The judgment of man is here. Your Majesty, over here! It's just lying on the floor. This must be the spot she was at when she said she saw angels in the sky. What was Spartan Green talking about? I don't see anything out of the ordinary. She said she saw angels swelling around a bright light in the sky. But you're right, sir. The sky looks normal to me. Something is definitely not right. Why would Green leave her weapon on the floor like that? Spartans are never to leave their weapons lying around. Ever. It could only mean something bad, sir. New Kingdom Radio Theater. Hey, this is Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss. I have to tell you about getting merch for the rise of King Asylus. The only place to get merch from the most epic podcast in the world is tpublic.com. Get King Asylum's t-shirts, coffee mugs, stickers, hoodies, and much more. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash King and browse their great designs. You'll not only get awesome merch, but you'll also be supporting the show. That's tpublic dot com slash user slash King Asylus or click the link in the show notes. Go online today and place your order. And then beware, because if your family is anything like mine, one of your kids will steal it immediately. incredible event was taking place around the world. The Judgment of Mankind. The Alpha Omega, also known as the Son of Man, appeared in the sky in the form of a bright light. Non-believers dismissed the spectacular event, but Christians everywhere believed this was the sign that all been waiting for. An illuminated sphere was surrounded by angels swirling in coordinated maneuvers around it. For all who witnessed the event, it either moved them to their souls or made them shudder with fear. However, the spectacle only lasted a few moments. And then, it vanished as suddenly as it appeared. 
By the time Asylus and his closest confidants made it out of the safe room within the Grand Castle, the Alpha Omega and his angels had vanished. The king summoned Gabriel and asked him to transport Lord Oreb from his post in the Middle East. When Oreb arrived, he was trembling and anxious. Lord Oreb, do you realize what you and my son have done? Sir, Jacob had nothing to do with the death of the Pope. It was all my idea. That's noble of you to volunteer yourself for the sake of the Crown Prince. But I know he was the mastermind behind it all. Sir, I beg for forgiveness and mercy. Please, sir, he is your son, and I'm not worthy- Enough! Now stand up. I have no plans to punish you, Jeremy. You were in an impossible situation and did what you thought was right. Thank you, my king. I am so sorry from the bottom of my heart. I forgive you, my brother. But my son, he, he'll have to be punished. Sir? There are two things I need to address before we proceed to the next stage of our destiny. Lord Oreb and Hemingway, I'm entrusting you two to carry out a gravely important mission. No offense, Peter, but highest priorities are usually reserved for Lord Capone and myself. Where is Capone? We're not sure. What's the mission, sir? I don't have time to explain all the details at the moment. But I promise you, it's the most important job in the world right now. You two are going to head into the northern mountains of China and retrieve Lord Shelley. She will be needed to spearhead our next military campaign. And I trust no one else but her to head our military into battle. But sir, we have no idea where she is or what condition she's in. I agree with Lord Oreb. And just who exactly are we going to battle with, sir? Trust me. You'll understand the reason later. Gabriel will get you close to the mountain range where we think Shelly is hiding. Meet up with the locals there and talk with them. They'll likely have stories of areas in the region where people avoid for mysterious reasons. That's where you'll find her. Bring her back here no matter what condition she's in. Understood? Understood, Your Majesty. But won't we be subjected to unstable rage once we're in close proximity to her? She makes people want to kill each other if they get too close, remember? Yes, you are correct. But Lord Roberts and her team were able to develop an antidote for the effects of the rage. Fortunately, Shelley's DNA provided us with a means to counteract the rage she conjures in people. You will each have a month's supply of pills. They're inhibitors. Take one as soon as you find her location. So when you approach her, your rage won't surface. Okay, but do you think it would take a month to find her? No, it shouldn't but I'd rather you have extras in case you need to double up your doses or something. We haven't exactly been able to test the antidote properly, so it's better you have more than you need than not enough. I understand, Your Majesty. Smart thinking. Now, Gabriel, here are the coordinates to take the Lords and their team of Spartans. Once you drop them off at the export, I need you to get Jacob. Tell him he's needed at the Grand Castle. Well, why didn't you just ask me to bring him along with Oreb? Because he's not actually coming here. You'll be sending Jacob to an island in the South Pacific. Oh, your punishment is sending him on an exotic vacation. Actually, I'm exiling the Crown Prince. He is to live isolated on a small island indefinitely. Here are the coordinates. Now, go! Go! <laughs>
everyone leave. I want to be left alone to pray. My God, why hast thou forsaken me? Have I not been a loyal servant? Have I strayed from my path? Where have I faltered? What can I do at this hour, this moment, when it seems all hope is lost? I shall pray to St. Jude Thaddeus, most holy apostle St. Jude Thaddeus, faithful servant and friend of Jesus, pray for me who am so needy. Come to my assistance in this great need that I may receive the consolations and succor of heaven in all my necessities, tribulations, and sufferings, particularly in my humble quest to pave the road for the return of the Son of Man, and that I may bless God with you and all the elect throughout eternity. I said I am not to be interrupted. St. <laughs> Jude is not listening to Silas, and even if he was, he wouldn't pray on your behalf to the Creator. <laughs> He's a saint for the hopeless, sure, but you are a lost cause. That isn't true. I don't believe that. Deep down inside, you know I'm not lying. Even during your pathetic prayer, you were fantasizing about Lord Shelley. Impure thoughts on my head. Not so humble, if you ask me. I wasn't. Who are you trying to convince? Me or yourself? I have to clear my mind of terrible thoughts. I have to. No, you don't have to. Everything is in order for the final stage of mankind's destiny. You've done your part beautifully. You can stop pretending now, Silas. I don't pretend anything, devil. I don't have to pretend. There you go again. Making it a case for yourself. Just stop this praying nonsense. You have your directives. You'll follow your orders. Why not play a little before time runs out? I don't know what you mean. Oh, yes you do. I see it all in your dreams at night. You've scalded that buffoon Lord Capone for years, for doing all those nasty things you long to do yourself. And look, the Queen's nowhere to be found. She wants nothing to do with you. Let yourself enjoy the spoils and be a king of the world. Here, I brought you something to take some of the stress off. She's just the kind of girl you like. Really pretty, young, and ripe for the ultimate conquest. My king. You are so much more handsome and sexy in person. Here, let me help you, Unwin. I can take that off for you. Come closer. You look amazing. Yes, I like you. Take her, ravage her, almighty king. <laughs> I want more! <laughs> the king wants more, give him more. Come on, ladies. Get in there with the king of the world. <laughs> It's not in you.
The king, the man of the people, the steward of mankind had fallen into a dark abyss he would never come back from. The night Silas prayed to Saint Jude Thaddeus, bills came to him, offering women for his pleasure. For years he had resisted the temptation, but bereft of those things that kept his mind strong, he finally caved in. Before he knew it, a harem of women made their way to his bed. One by one, he conquered them. But his playful nature turned sadistic. Soon, he had tied up all the women and began shouting. The women became frightened. Their fears turned to horror when the king began slapping them and beating them with a leather strap. He yelled obscenities at them and called them filthy whores. The king, wild and crazed, summoned his nine Spartans and ordered them to take all the women to the lawn beneath the Grand Terrace. There, the women were bound together, doused with gasoline, and burned alive. As the king watched from the balcony. Tell me, what was wrong with those women? Don't you think burning them alive was a little excessive? I didn't burn them all. I kept a couple. But I should have thrown myself in the fire as well. Don't be in such a hurry to face your punishment, Osiris. Your time in the lake of fire will come soon enough. Nothing I do is right anymore. Nothing I feel is good either. The world is not the same for me, or for anyone. I did those women a favor. Now they don't have to suffer anymore in this filthy world we live in. You are such a drop queen. Look, you can bring in some more women. Pick some you really like. You know, the kind that won't talk back to you. Or make a fuss about your kinky place. Women like that don't exist. And if they do, they shouldn't. Maybe so. But don't go around saying stuff like that in public, almighty king. Besides, you can be charming when you want to be. So get back into your groove. I'll see it to it. You get the most complimentary women for your private zanata. <laughs> At JJ and Cody's impromptu wedding in South Carolina, Princess Monica and her handlers stumbled upon the wedding ceremony. They were meeting Lord Vanessa Banks. Lord Banks saw that there was a ceremony taking place. It soon became apparent to everyone in attendance that something extraordinary 
had just taken place. Well, I'll be. Looks like we not only have a princess at our wedding, but a lord of the king's high council as well. I'm at a loss for words. Monica. Mm. Oh my god, you have no idea how worried I was. I was so scared, Mom. And just all this stuff is happening so fast. You don't say. I think we just had a sign from above to say the least. Lord Banks, did you see the event in the sky just now? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh, pardon me, my name's Cody Valentine, and this here's my new wife, JJ. Nice to meet you all. To answer your question, two people that were with me claimed they saw a bright light in the sky, but I was in my vehicle trying to stay up to date with happenings in New Eden. There's some troubling news coming from the capital. I'm sorry I missed it. When my two companions simply vanished, I thought they came here. Nobody else came here, no. But it does seem like trouble is everywhere. All I know is today, we had the best wedding. In spite of all the craziness. Well, I think we need to go. It was really nice meeting all of you. Monica, come on, let's go. <laughs> but Mom, we really shouldn't leave these people here. Should we? What do you mean? Is there some kind of danger? I wish I could discuss it, but really, we need to be going. Seriously, Mom? If we leave these people, is something really bad going to happen to them? Monica, I really can't say. And I wish I could help them, but right now, I just have to make sure that you and I are safe. It's really dangerous to be out there all by yourselves, being a lord and princess and all. Look... Cody and I have been out on the road for a long time, and since your two bodyguards or whatever left you stranded, we could help you get back to the castle. We're still loyal to His Majesty, King Asylus. If you know about a danger we might all be in, at least tell us. I can appreciate your interpretation of citizenry, but everybody is in survival mode right now. The kingdom is in dire straits. Well, let us come along and help you. We can be very resourceful. JJ and I have fought against monsters and cannibals. We've survived one bad event after another. Wherever you people are going, we can serve our king by being at your side and helping you and the princess make it to safety. That's very noble of you, but what about your family here and your honeymoon? I mean, you just got married. What could be a better honeymoon than going to the Grand Castle? I don't know. Mom... Please, let these people come with us. They just got married. Okay, if you insist. But I cannot guarantee you anything. Is that understood? Understood, ma'am. Fine. Then let's go, and I'll explain our ultimate plan along the way. You've been listening to The Rise of King Asylus, Episode 61, Dark Abyss. Starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus and Beals. 
Adam Higgins as Lord Peter Hemingway, Steve Fisher as Lord Jeremy Oreb, Alex Olson as Gabriel, Amanda Haggist as JJ, Austin Beach as Cody Valentine, Madeline Goshorn as Lord Vanessa Banks, L.A. Bonet as Princess Monica, Joanna Valdison as Natalia, Aiden Holden Jones as Spartan Green, Victor Mapp as Spartan Edwards, Edgar Viscanyan as Strange Voice, and narrated by Sergei Brajnikov. This episode features the song Nothing Personal by Lack of Afro. Download the music of Lack of Afro on Bandcamp.com today. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at TheRiseOfKingOfSilas.com for a full list on our Season 5 episode page. And now a word from our podcast friends. Mom, Dad, you ready? What's your review going to be on? We're reviewing breakfast. Oh, you mean like IHOP or Jimmy Dean sausage? No, like having breakfast. Oh, gross. It's the most important meal of the day, Allison. Breakfast is gross. Who can eat that early? Well, you've essentially starved your body for eight hours, so you're being cruel to your body. And since when do you eat breakfast anyway, Paul? You don't get up until 11, like a damn teenager. Excuse me, this damn teenager gets up at 7. You might be a bit more pleasant in the morning if you actually ate something. Really, Paul? Yeah, You know really. that's because I, I need mean, coffee in the morning. You, you can't blame a soul for trying. So, there's your review of the importance of breakfast. If you can call it that. That was my parents, Allison Baxter and Paul Ellis. I'm Coral Baxter Ellis, and you can catch our podcast, Deconstructive Criticism, available wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a production of the new Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2021. I'm John Burkhardt, and stay tuned for Episode 62. Hi there. Are you a fan of all things horror? Yeah? You are? Well, in that case, find Tuesday Terrors, which is the mutual audio feed that comes out on a Tuesday, believe it or not. Shock horror, I know. But if you subscribe there, you'll find amazing horror fiction audio in your player every Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.